these are really the days of small things as far as podcasts and YouTube broadcasts or whatever they're called. But even if there's nobody at all listening to me, in my mind, in my extended mind, you know, the mind of mind that reaches past the edges of my skull, we all have such minds. We can uh, begin to explore them. <clears throat> we can begin to explore them just by closing our eyes and paying attention to what's coming in our ears or what's coming in our nose or what's coming to us sublingually what is being digested in our mouths can we taste the words we say Job thought we could yesterday I had this thought about Job, while I was learning about Sumerians and learning that archaeologists have discovered Sumerians apparently gave no thought to the afterlife. It appears from what they've discovered so far about Sumerians that Sumerians considered death the end of me or thee. <clears throat> Well, Job in the Bible, the book of Job, is, uh, I was taught or learned by osmosis that Job is considered to be a story of the oldest times post-Noah, pre-Abraham. And Job mentions that there's hope of a tree if you cut the tree down that uh, out of that stump will spring forth new life. But when a man's dead, a man's dead. And I began to think, well, that makes sense that Job would be... Uh, Job could have been a Sumerian. He could have been a... Uh, relative of Tira, who was Abraham's father, who lived in Ur, the cultural center of Sumer. The learning these things and, and beginning to relate ideas, like to times, several months ago, I concluded, concluded, I think, I think I uncluded, I, I took some clouds away from an idea that had never made really good sense to me regarding how time can be measured in history. You know, time is, from a physics point of view these days, as best I can understand, the smartest guys, the guys that do TED Talks and Royal Institute seminars and that kind of thing, they say that the way that we define time is time is what clocks do. Time is what measuring 
repeated and repeating, endlessly repeating events, counting those, that's what time is. And really time is much more like a, a radio signal or a light wave. You know, if you begin at any particular point, it's going to go in every possible direction from that particular point because there's nothing to constrain it to going only one direction. It's like the sun. You know, there's just as much sun shining 180 degrees opposite of us, 186 million miles or so in the other direction, there's just as much sunlight over there on the other side of the sun right now as there is on this side of the sun. There's no sh dark side of the sun. There's no shadow of turning with the sun as there is with the moon. These were basic things that people had to learn at some time in history, at some point in history, to have any kind of a culture whatsoever that grew to the point of efficient human cooperation where there was actually leisure time. And this can happen in a family environment up to the level of clans and tribes. That It can happen pretty easily. You can have a very prosperous tribe that follows your herds from free grazing to free grazing year in, year out, following a cycle. You can have a very prosperous clan if you have categorized the different jobs, different tasks that are required for men to live together and have a sense of harmony and happiness. It does take a village. You know, there was uh, those ideas in Hillary Clinton's head were not wrong, are not wrong. When human beings work together in a manageable number, and some say that's about 150 people, that makes sense to me. But then you can take that 150 people who are behaving civilly, behaving the way that you behave when you're in close proximity to others of your kind with whom you have various allegiances and covenants and such. So you know they're not going to kill you. So anyway, this podcast could get really out of hand if I don't outline it in the first place, so I'll just talk about what it's going to end up being eventually when it all is said and done. That I am going to begin with any particular point anywhere and go from there to here through all the stories that I have been told trying to find places where the stories are talking about something that is probably the same event seen locally 
but it was a global event. Or in some cases, it was a local event, but as the empire of that locality grew, as the, the entity known as the Persian strongman or the British lion or the American eagle or the Russian bear, as those things came to their peaks, the stories became globalized. It was a local event, it was a local hero, it was a local tragedy, a local comedy. And as that story is told among the conquered people, it becomes something that happened among the nobles. And then among the next generation of conquered peoples who were conquered by conquered peoples, basically. You know, the, the final generals of Rome were guys from Gaul. They were Germans and, and Slavs and guys like that were being the point of the spear for the Roman Empire and the way that they told the stories about Rome and its beginning and its globalness, you know, changed it from being just a little city on the western side of Italy's boot to being stories about the universe and all that we could see from the highest mountains that we could stand on. All this was Rome. And that was the kingdom of iron that still is uh, rusting away to our day. And this is all I've got to say for Monday morning, but I'm honestly trying to have something to say each day in the podcast, hoping that eventually there are going to be people who listen to me and want to talk back. Then those talk back events using the anchor app can be uh, invitationals where we can talk to one another about things that we think are important enough to justify others listening to us talk about them for an hour or two. I'm looking forward to talking with you in the future. Adios.